the seats. And now just for a few moments, perhaps we can turn in our Bibles uh, to that psalm, to Psalm 9. And we're just going to think about those first couple of verses. The words are also on our screen. Uh, So we've been thinking about habits of a healthy church together for the last few weeks. But uh, just for this evening, uh, we'll change our theme somewhat and, and recognize here in these verses that a healthy Christian is a thankful Christian. So let me read these words for us again. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. So in these couple of verses, we have a help towards spiritual health. Because a healthy heart for us as Christians is to be a thankful heart. Thankfulness, of course, is an important value for us. It's something we teach our children. We value the respect that is shown, the appreciation that is there. But this is a particular kind of thankfulness in these verses. It's Christian thankfulness. It's thankfulness that's devoted to the Lord. And notice too in verse 1, it's wholehearted thankfulness. I will give thanks with all my heart. It's not just going through the motions. It's not just playing a part, rather. It's hearts full of appreciation for who God is and what God has done. Because what we see in these two verses are the reality that there are two main springs of Christian thankfulness. Two main sources for our thankfulness. In verse 1, we see the wonderful deeds of God. And in verse 2, our psalmist simply rejoices in his wonderful God. And shouldn't that be the case for us as well? For us to be thankful, especially in the time that we live, to be thankful for the wonderful deeds of God in the Lord Jesus, to be thankful for him as our wonderful God and Saviour. So we'll very briefly uh, consider these verses to seek for good spiritual health, for real thankfulness and joy that comes both from God and is found in God. So a couple of questions. First question, am I thankful for God's wonderful deeds? And Because you see the connection in verse 1 between these wonderful deeds that lead to thankfulness in David, that leads to his joy, and that leads him to want to tell others about the wonderful things that God has done. In the same way as when we find something we particularly value, it's our instinct to want to share that with others. David has discovered these wonderful things that God has been doing, and it leads him to joyful praise. In Psalm 9, these wonderful deeds are are focused on redemption. In verses 3 and 4, we have his his testimony, his great hope uh, in God that my enemies will turn back, they stumble and perish before you, for you have upheld my right and my cause, sitting enthroned as a righteous judge. Verses 13 and 14, we see his ongoing hope is the salvation that God brings. 
So verse 13 begins, Lord, see how my enemies persecute you. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and they rejoice in your salvation. So the redemptive works, the redemptive character of God gives him joy and praise. The fact that God judges his enemies, that God will act against evil, as we thought about this morning, that God saves his own people by his power and for his glory, that leads him to thankfulness. And by extension then, for us as Christians, our thankfulness, where does it begin? It begins, doesn't it, with Christ crucified and risen. Christ is our means of salvation. We are thankful that God in his grace and kindness has sent Jesus to be our mediator. That left to ourselves, we could never know God. We could never have peace with God. We could never have sins forgiven from God. But God sent Jesus to bring peace, to break down the barrier of sin, to remove the curse that we are under, uh, to defeat uh, the powers of sin that held us in chains. That in the work of Jesus, uh, a righteousness that is not ours is credited to us so that God the Father can love us as he loves his Son. That in this great work of salvation, a new life has been provided for us. That's where our thankfulness begins, these wonderful deeds of God and salvation. And so for us to have healthy hearts, to have thankful hearts, we, we need to be close to Christ and the cross day by day. Now, we can never afford to move away from that great demonstration of the love of God. But it's not just in those great acts of redemption. In Psalm 71, there's another reflection on God's uh, wonderful works. In, in Psalm 71, at verse 17, the psalmist there says, Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. The fact that God has had this ongoing commitment to teach and instruct uh, this uh, believer is a cause of thankfulness. God's active involvement in our everyday life is cause for thankfulness. That might show up in the right friend who comes and brings just the word that we need. It might be that we that we pull a book off the shelf and it happens to speak to our hearts and, and bring transformation. It might be that we pick up our Bibles at the beginning of the day and that devotion is just exactly what we need. All of these two are God's wonderful deeds in and for his people. And so Psalm 9, I guess, to go back to the, the old hymn writer, would encourage us to count our blessings, uh, to consider for our own spiritual health, so the sake of being a worshipping people, those reasons we have to be thankful. So in verse 1, he's thankful for, for those wonderful deeds. Our second question, am I thankful for a wonderful God? Because look at what he moves to in verse 2. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. Now, we would consider it rude, I think, um, if we saw somebody, perhaps a child or somebody else, enjoying a gift but not giving any thanks to the giver. Uh, we encourage 
a younger generation to say thank you, to write notes of appreciation. Well, here in Psalm 9, our psalmist moves to the second spring, the second foundation of thankfulness, and it's God himself. Not just what God does, but who God is. His person, his character. He is rejoicing in God. And that parallels with uh, singing the praise of your name, O Most High. Because he recognizes there is no one greater than our God. That's his true source of joy. God's name is revealed, God's character is revealed in and through his deeds, and that causes him to praise. That's where Christian thankfulness finds its foundation again in the character of our God, revealed to us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice in verse 1 that he's giving thanks to the Lord, covenant name of God. He's thankful that God, by his grace, has committed himself to his people. He did not have to, but he chose to have mercy and grace. A wonderful reality of the covenant that moves all the way through the Bible and in the New Testament with the coming of Jesus. We have this new covenant that's established in his blood. That blood that forgives us of our sin. That blood that makes atonement. That sacrifice of the Lord Jesus that replaces our hearts of stone that is cold and hard towards God and gives us a heart of flesh. That covenant that promises eternal life in relationship with our God. There's a reason to be thankful. The God in heaven, the holy God, has entered into covenant with his people, with his church. And we can be thankful that this wonderful God has revealed himself as the most high to us in his son, the Lord Jesus. And so when we apply the realities of Psalm 9 to our day, we recognize that it's the Lord Jesus who brings judgment and who brings salvation. He is the Messiah King. He is the one in verse 8 who rules the world in righteousness. Jesus is in verse 9, the Lord who is a refuge for the oppressed. Jesus is the Lord who never forgets those who seek him. Jesus is the Lord God who will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. We are thankful. We are called to be thankful for a wonderful God who has revealed himself in his son, the Lord Jesus. So I guess it's easy, and I'm sure we all recognize the importance of thankfulness, but I suppose the question is, how do we develop If we recognize that spiritual health is tied up with thankfulness, how do we develop uh, these thankful hearts? Uh, How do we find that wholehearted joy in God's actions and in God himself? Well, there's one final psalm uh, where wonderful deeds, marvelous deeds are reflected upon. Psalm 119, verse 18, there is that prayer. Perhaps it's a prayer that we often use before uh, reading uh, the Bible, perhaps in a church service. Maybe you use this at home. It's a great prayer to use before reading the Bible. Uh, There we have, open my eyes 
that I may see wonderful things in your law. That's where we discover the wonderful acts of God. It's where we discover the wonderful character of God in his word. And so if we are to grow in our thankfulness, we need to grow in our appreciation of God as he has revealed himself in his word. That this prayer from Psalm 119 should be our daily prayer. Our longing every time we pick up the Bible, show me more of your goodness. Show me more of your great work. Show me more of the Lord Jesus. Because that's where spiritual health comes from. That's where thankful hearts come from. So what we're going to do just now is we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, in small groups uh, just giving thanks uh, together for our wonderful God and for his wonderful deeds, whether that's in our own lives, whether that's in the context of our church, whether that's as we look around the world. Um, so we'll divide into, I guess, three groups, and we can maybe have a group that's at the front and, and uh, one in each corner. Uh, we'll maybe spend uh, 10 minutes or so uh, praying together, and then we'll come back together and we'll sing a, a hymn of praise. So let's uh, break into little groups uh, so that we can give thanks to our God uh, for what he has done and for who he is.